Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's podcast invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and go, oh, thank God for that. It's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it's not just you. It is also me. Oh, my God. Like my sinuses are on fire. So I am recording this <laughs> reclined. As if I'm on a chaise lounge, on a chaise lounge, on a chaise lounge, all day long, on a chaise lounge, um, recording on my phone, and I thought I would do listener questions, because my brain is just a little bit, ah, uh, um, let's think about the ones that I did cover off, so, talking about my parents' parents, yes, I did do that, so go and check the family history episodes. Um, the Widdises, right. Mr and Mrs Widdis, or the Widdi, I think would be quite a good plural, wouldn't it? Asked two questions. Uh, one was, which came first, chicken or the egg? I don't know. There you are. Um, the other question was, would you like the platter back from your wedding reception? Now, let me tell you about this. Uh, I got married 22 years ago this year um, to the fabulous Mr. Kent. And um, I was 25. Oh, child bride. And my husband was 30. And we had such a good laugh. We had, it was such a great day. Um, we got married at Reading Register Office. And that in itself was funny because they played the theme from Twin Peaks. Might have been As We Left. Um, it's an Enya song, I think. It goes doo-doo, doo-doo. Um, and it tickled our friend Sap so much that he wrote about it in our guest book uh, that he thought it was very fitting. Um, so there was that. I had to tell my brother, so because my dad wasn't there to give me away, because can't do that when you've been dead for a long time, uh, my one of my brothers gave me away, and we'd gone in, I think, me and my husband to see the registrar, because you have to do that whole just checking the final details, and yeah, my brother was stood there with his shirt hanging out, so you remember it was a thing. It was a thing to wear like a Ralph Lauren shirt, uh, not tucked in. But when you are at your sister's wedding day, tuck your shirt in, mate. Uh, so I tend to tuck a shirt in. And then we did have a quite a, a long conversation with the registrar which, registrar, which she was saying, what does your dad do? I was like, oh, for God's sake, I don't know. Like, he's dead. And they're like, yeah, but what did he do before he died? <laughs> well, he didn't do for a while. He just had cancer. Um, and because he did... I guess, lots of different sorts of manual work. You know, he didn't have a profession. So then I had to go and fetch my living, breathing mother to say what was the last known job that my dad had done. Um, that's changed now. Mothers are on birth certificates. So, you know, it just it was just one of those where you think, are you seriously going to make our wedding ceremony about this bit? Do you just want to upset me a bit more? So there was that. And then we had our reception at really beautiful place, Tronquoy Mansion House. You could tell, can't you, I'm bunged up because I'm just like 
first class return to Dottingham, please. Um, that only makes sense if you are in your 40s and 50s and remember the tunes advert. Um, so a boiled sweet could cure you of your blocked up nose. Um, yeah, so the reception was great and there was loads of dancing. And right, here's the bit we're getting to. Some things happened at that wedding reception. One was uh, Cotton Brothers in the front bar, which some attended, helping themselves. Had to say, don't do that. I mean, could have said to the venue, don't leave that open. Um, then somebody paid for my drinks all night and I still don't know who that was. And then sometime after our wedding, when we'd returned from our honeymoon, we went to see our friends, the Widdices. And they put on a buffy. <laughs> I love that. Like, you know when a friend says, do you want to come over for a bite to eat? And you're like, yeah, yeah. And they've done an actual buffet. And I remember thinking that was such a nice thing to do because I think they had their twins by that point. Um, and, you know, if you're having to feed small children and adults. Wow, buffet's the way, isn't it? It's like a party. And uh, they said, do you recognise this platter? I'm like, don't know what you're on about. And they'd... Um, taken a platter from the wedding reception naughty naughty very naughty so yeah they sent me a question to say would you like it back it wasn't even mine in the first place we ought to ask the venue really if we can return it be like one of those library books that gets returned after 39 years unless it's solid silver in which case hang on to it <laughs> that is that um so that's the question about relatives chicken and egg the platter um and ah letting go so leanne asked a question to say how do you let go of things and i don't know that i do it especially successfully I think it's an ongoing, continual working process. So the more I learn about myself, the more I can uh, work on myself and work on the things that I find challenging, like getting over the <laughs> getting over the argument I had twenty years ago with a manager like get over that but um actually thinking about that particular incident that that's not to do with well it wasn't an argument it, it, but that that's to do with something other than my manager was being unpleasant it's to do with me finding conflict difficult and finding it hard to stand up for myself in, in particular situations where people are being aggressive or shouting. And that's all part of the speaking to a therapist or a counsellor. Um, you just keep at it, I guess. You keep chip, chip, chipping away. Other stuff I've gone, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah, I suppose it is talking it through. Um and learning more about myself um, and then realising that 
the only thing you have any control over is your own response in any given situation. So it's that constant sort of reminding yourself of that, isn't it? So that's how I let go of some things, other things I'm still working on. Um, I hope that that is helpful. So I've just had, by the way, a um, a potion. I had a potion. Um, it is a herbal remedy. So there's an acupuncturist that um, has treated um, my husband and my daughter for hay fever. She's a magician, basically. Um, and she also does flower remedies. And she does Chinese medicine. She's absolutely... You know, some people are just a beautiful soul. She is a beautiful soul. And she makes this tea that you can drink when you've got hay fever or things that are, uh, I guess, kind of bunging you up or blocking you up. And it's very nice. So I've just had one of those. It tastes very licorice and aniseedy. Um, I'll let you know if it worked. But um, even if it doesn't work, I've had a lovely hot beverage on this. What is in the UK? A hot day. So what do I hope for you? I hope that um, someone asks you a question that makes you think. That's what I hope for you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for your support. I will be back with you tomorrow.